Orale. Bienvenidos and welcome to the Familia FFP podcast. This is your host, Jorge Martin. Familia, uh, NFL Insider Series is caliente, caliente, caliente. We are just, we are just jamming. We are getting so many just fantastic minds, just bringing you just the caliente, the best of the best, lo mejor del mundo when it comes to and when it comes to the upcoming season and specific for fantasy football. It, it, it's just awesome. And also, but also before anything, I want to make sure. You know, you, our, friend, our our amigos out there in the YouTube community, you guys have been firing up already in this in in this series. I can see that you're coming out coming out in droves. Please, we our subscriptions are already up. If you haven't already, give us give give us a hit that hit that thumbs up. Give us a subscription, por favor. Get get keep it in there because we're just getting started in this series. We're going to go 32 for 32 when it comes to NFL teams, and we're going to go all the way till the end of July. Going to have great content. It's going to be nice and that, something that you can actually enjoy, like the time it takes to walk your dog. I did that this morning. Just uh, you know, make sure you're, make sure you're getting it. Also, when it comes to uh, when you play underdog fantasy. Under, underdogfantasy.com make sure you're using the promo code familia23 familia23 if you do it in spanish best of the best ball i mean the it, best ball has just been flying especially since the nfl draft i i mean i'm probably doing three to five drafts at one time slow drafts uh not the fast ones my you know that but I'm telling you, Familia, it's the greatest practice when it comes uh, for redraft season. Uh, but also, you get you you can win some money. Best Ball Mania is happening. You can the the winner last year went took home two million dollars. Hey, this could be you this year. Make sure Familia twenty three going to match you up to the first hundred dollars. So keep going, keep going. And Familia, it's time to fly Eagles fly. We're going to Philadelphia, Philadelphia, the land of the cheesesteaks. And uh, Familia, you know when. Uh, first off, I want to give a shout out to our mutual amigo, uh, Sam Wagman, for introducing right. us. Uh, Swagman, thank you. Thank you, as always. Thank you, as always. Abrazos. Can't wait to see you at the, at, at the expo. But uh, Connor Miles, I mean, geez, when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, he is my, he's my, he's my go-to. He's the he's the guy I start uh, I start and end with. I mean he he's the host of the Eagles Unfiltered podcast. It's a part of the Sports Illustrated Network. I mean I, I'm telling you he also uh, oversee he's also the producer for uh, for the um, Art of the Interception. And I tell you just. It, it consumes content I, and i tell you there are people who are on that that list of that i have voice envy of them he's one of them because he just he's he's got that he, he's got those delta tones that happen and so let's welcome in bienvenido amigo amigo connor miles welcome back what a coincidence i thought that about you i always thought about you i'm like man i love listening to this guy i can't believe it he just talks football so well just such a smooth voice i love hearing it that's so that's funny that you think that i, I thought the same about you as well it's good to know and, and this has been going on for years now uh, shout out to Sam for sure, but I mean, it's been years since we've been talking to each other about football, so I'm excited, man. I'm very excited. And I mean, oh, it's going to be a really different, different Eagles. And you know, people are saying, say, what do you mean different? I mean, all they really changed was the running back room, but that's such a huge change for a team that relies so much on running the ball. So I'm excited to discuss this whole entire backfield with you. And instead of just discussing Miles Sanders and what I thought would be Kenneth Gainwell's coming out party, which I was technically right just you know at the it end. happened all the way end. at the end yeah they waited all the way at the end to save it though but uh it's gonna be fun to discuss this because it's such a dynamic backfield i mean they're gonna be relying on four guys this year so it's gonna be fun to discuss no oh, well well let's start first off at at you know the guy the guy taking the snap jalen hurts i mean you first off 
you know, you lost Shane Steichen, which cannot be diminished, but uh, but they stayed in house with his replacement. So, but last year, I wanted I want to point out, Familia, and if you haven't, we got the receipts. Go back and listen to last year's. You know, Connor was uh, one of the first people and the first person that I heard to say that Jalen Hurts could not only become a QB one, not 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 just top twelve, but the QB one overall. And on a points per game basis, he was he he was there. I mean, when we're t- when we're talking about Jalen Hurts this year, I mean, just a, an incredible player. And last year, when he he could choose how he beat teams. So this year, with the new play caller, uh, how do you, how do you see him kind of evolving as a quarterback? Especially now, you know, he got paid. I mean, there's nothing in the way of 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 his greatness. So I'm kind of glad you brought up the play caller because I think so many people underestimate that fact. And I mean. Satan Station was no slouch when he came to Philadelphia. He wasn't a first-time play caller. He was doing things with Justin Herbert's rookie year that were unheard of. So it wasn't like the Eagles had, you know, some guy they just picked up off the street. They had an experienced play caller for Jalen Hurts. Now they don't. I mean, Brian Johnson, with all due respect, it was very, very professional and very great in the college ranks. And honestly, has a relationship with Jalen Hurts that dates back to his, his high school days. But uh, again, this is a first-time play card in the NFL. It's a whole different ballgame. You cannot take that away from what challenges face the Eagles this year when it comes to going back to the Super Bowl. And that's a huge one that they have to overcome is a whole new play caller on offense and adapting to what he likes. Because every play caller is different. You know, I think a lot of the regular casual NFL fan thinks it's just plug and play pretty much. It's really not. And what Brian Johnson did at Florida was completely different than what Saints Eichen did in the NFL. So it's going to be really interesting to see. Because uh, I go back and I look at Kyle Trask. And Kyle Trask had a... Ma- a Phenomenal season of Brian Johnson. It actually propelled him to be a second-round pick when, let's be honest, Kyle Trask is not talented enough to be a second-round pick. But with that being said, Brian Johnson made him excel outside the system where he took his limitations and he he made it easier for him. You know, He made it easier for him with having Kyle Pitts. He made it easier for him with having uh, Damian Pierce. So what do the Eagles in this offseason other than, you know, they already gave him Devontae Smith, they already gave him A.J. Brown, they had Dallas Goddard. What else could he do for this guy? Oh, they got him to one of the best pass catching running backs in the NFL and DeAndre Swift. Now, that's a whole dynamic the Eagles have not had since Darren Sproles. Uh, Miles Sanders' rookie year, he, he really showed some uh, really good, good, good skill in the receiving game, but it completely fell off a cliff, completely. When I mean completely fell off a cliff, he was no longer a factor in the receiving game for the Eagles' offense whatsoever, and they really haven't been able to replace that role that really Darren Sproles held down for so long, but... When you bring in DeAndre Swift this backfield, a healthy DeAndre Swift, which again is a big if, and I'm not even sure the Eagles are even going to get that regardless of how strong their offensive line is, you're still looking at almost 40 receptions out of the backfield, and that's a huge dynamic. And what does that really do? That makes Jalen Hurts' job easier. And what do you want to do when Jalen Hurts is getting a new play call? You want to make his job easier. So I thought the DeAndre Swift, I know we're, we're speaking about Jalen Hurts here, but I thought the DeAndre Swift uh, acquisition is actually going to be incredibly key to bringing back that Jalen Hurts' MVP level of play, especially with this new play call on Brian Johnson. I think the dump-offs, uh, taking the the easy routes, you know, is going to be so much cleaner and more fluid with this Eagles offense rather than Jalen Hurts maybe taking off and trying to do everything with his legs, which, by the way, we love it. It's exciting. It made him one of the, one of the top fantasy quarterbacks last year for sure, and it still will always be part of his game. But I think the Eagles really do want to scale it back a little bit because they really – don't want to keep losing him for these two games. They've been fortunate enough that when every time they've lost him, they've been in good position to make the playoffs every single time. But 
that's not always going to be the case. And you want to prolong his career, especially after you sign him to this huge extension. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Jalen Hurts. And again, that's the reports out of training camps. I mean, excuse me, out of OTA so far is that they're really working on making him more of a vocal passer, an aerial passer. And uh, I think, you know, adding DeAndre Swift to that backfield, all you did was just make Jalen Hurts' job easier. And if you make Jalen Hurts' job easier with what the strides he's shown already, uh, who knows what you're capable of and from a quarterback standpoint. I really think you're looking at a guy who could throw 30 passing touchdowns this year. Maybe not 10 rushing touchdowns as he's been doing back-to-back years per se because he's not, again, he's not running. He's more more so throwing, but... Yeah, I, th- I, I look at him and... Um, I mean, he's, he's such, I mean, he's so multi-talented and, uh, I know you talk, you, you talk about the fact that he's looking to pass, you know, pass a little bit more, maybe throw a little bit, uh, may, maybe run a little bit less. It's, uh, I mean, it's such, it, it I mean, I, I just had a, I just did an interview with Jim Hart, uh, from the, the old school St. Louis Cardinals quarterback. And he talked about how players that, you know, they run around a lot, but you know, they do eventually have to settle in and win from the pocket a little bit now. So maybe we're not, so maybe if we're not looking at 800, 900, a thousand yards, but we could still be looking at a phenomenal fantasy quarterback. If he's running 500, you know, running for, you know, 500, 600 and still, you know, passing for 4,000 yards and, and 30 touchdowns, uh, you know, do you, do you think they scale back that 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 tush push? I think we'll. Uh... Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right. well, I'm sorry about that. All right, so um, I don't think they scale back though. It's just too effective. It really is too effective. I mean, they went out this offseason and, you know, they're planning Cam Jurgens to start at right guard, but they're opening the door for Tyler Steen, that third round pick that they got, because that really is their future at right guard is hopefully Tyler Steen's what they're really hoping for. And again, this is a Brandon Brooks type size body that Jeff Dowling craves from his guards. Uh, I, I I don't think they scale back the touch push, but I do think they scale back like you're saying. I, I I don't think you're going to see 1,000 yards. I don't think you're going to see 900. Maybe 800 is even a push, to be honest with you, because I really think what you're alluding to, they really want to get to that 4,000-yard passing. They really want him to be more comfortable as a thrower because, like you said, it's just not something that's sustainable. And the Eagles know that, and Jalen Hurts knows that more than anybody. And he's shown such improvements as a passer that it's only going to go uphill from here, especially with all the, the weapons and making the job easier like we were talking about. That to me has been the thing that's been so phenomenal about about Jalen Hurts is just in watching him and he's always improved. I remember watching him as a freshman at Alabama and he's a much different guy than than he is now and and i think it, i mean probably grown as much as any quarterback i've seen uh in a long time but now you you look at him i mean he his when it comes to the when it comes to the deep ball, I think he had some of the, he had this phenomenal touch. I mean, where where do you see improvement kind of happening? I think you're going to see improvement from completion percentage, accuracy. I think I think that's the one thing you want to see the most is you know you love him getting the ball there, but I think you see more of Devontae Smith and AJ Brown be more creative than you would hope for. I think you want to see him get it more into a, a better ball placement. I guess I should say which goes into accuracy. 
But I think that's really what I want to say most is, you know, gradually you're seeing this, but now you want to see this consistently where he doesn't feel the need to just bail out and run all the time, where he feels he can calm in the pocket, feel for the need to run, and actually really deliver the pass when you actually thought, hey, Joan Hurts usually would run there. So that's why I think you see the improvement the most. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you know, when it comes to super flex drafts, uh, where quarterbacks are going at the front, I mean, it's right now, it's almost like flip your coin between Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And I know, I know all my friends who are Philly fans, uh, they're all, they're all just pushing Jalen Hurts to the front of the pack on there. So yeah, can't go wrong on it, on getting, picking him number one overall in super flex drafts, right? No, but I'll tell you right now, Justin. I mean, excuse me. Uh, Jalen Hurts walks so Justin Fields can crawl. That they're, they're, <laughs> the Chicago Bears are following the same method, and I think it's going to work there too. And I think we'll be talking about Justin Fields among this conversation next year as well. I, you know, it's funny. Um, back in October of last year, I did a, an interview with a uh, uh, former uh, former Dodger who is a huge fantasy football player, Jer- Jerry Harrison Jr. And uh, he he talked about the fact he said, and he's a huge Bears fan, and he said that the Bears have the blueprint, and it's what what the Eagles did in 2021. And this is what they have to be doing. This is what they have to be doing. And they added the big time pass catcher to them. So, and they beefed up the line. So, let's see. So, yeah, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep. Uh, yeah, uh, long rushing attack too. They have a really good rushing attack. I like the rookie they got out of Texas. I think he's gonna be very good. I, especially when you limit his carries behind by John Robinson, uh, you're gonna get a good guy there in uh, Rashawn Johnson. And then Khalil Herbert, I was always a fan. And uh, Foreman, I mean, I don't know why. Devontae Foreman keeps being stolen by teams. I don't know why he's going for such shit. I, I understand the running back value is so horrible, but, I mean, this guy is just – he's young, and he still keeps proving himself with the Titans, with the Panthers, and now he's going to do it again with the Bears. So they have a really good rushing attack to complement that aerial attack that's going to be improved this year, you hope, if Chase Claypool sets up to the bat. Oh, we'll see. Well, let's stay with the let's stay with the running backs, but let's talk about the let, let's talk. You know, you talked about DeAndre Swift, so it's it's kind of you know a cluster fudge. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good uh, way to put it. Yeah, you got Swift, Penny, who is becoming the darling of best ball drafts. Again, don't forget underdog Familia twenty three, Penny. Uh, Gainwell was Gainwell finished strong there last year, and he, he even had some good run there in the playoffs. And then Boston Scott is still around. Can you can you can you help me kind of break down how this backfield is gonna is gonna work this year? I mean, truthfully, everybody's like, "Why? Wow, well, the Eagles are like, you know, stockpiling running backs." But the truth is, they're doing it because they understand the limitations that Deshaunty Swift and Rashad Penny have. I mean, they guys have not stayed healthy at all, uh, and they have not proven to stay healthy. And I'm sure, you know, most you'll hear from most Eagles fans, "Well, they haven't had the Eagles' offensive line." The Seahawks offensive line was incredibly improved last year, and the Lions is no slouch either. So it's not the offensive lines while these guys keep getting hurt. It's really these guys' availability at the end of the day. And, you know, the Eagles are very aware of that. That's why, you know, I think I was a little bit wrong about Kenny Gamewell last year because it didn't happen until the end of the year. But I don't sleep on his contributions and what usage he's going to get this year because the Eagles are going to limit Penny and they are going to limit Swift too because it's a long season. And they want these guys in January and hopefully February as well. They don't want them just for the – the 18 game stretch. So uh, I, I would really wouldn't sleep on Kenneth game at all. And, you know, Boston Scott against the giants is always a good bet right there. So yeah. you don't have to worry about that. And, you know, Trey Sermon's going to get some hype. I'll tell you right now, the third round pick at Ohio state from the 49ers, the Eagles got on waivers. He's going to get some hype in training camp. They're going to build up his trade value as best as they can. I don't see him making the team. I see them traded him actually, because I think he's going to look good in, in preseason. 
Uh, and I think it's going to make some, some fantasy owners question, you know, is Rashad Penny going to be there? Because the Eagles barely gave him any money. Because uh, that's what some fans are already talking about. But I wouldn't worry about that at all. I actually, you know, you're, you're going to think this is funny. I think Rashad Penny is going to be the gem of this Eagles running back group. Uh, I think DeAndre Swift is here for a specific role. And again, he's taken a bunch of the glamour so far since that draft day trade. But I really think Rashad Penny's the best runner on this Eagles team. And, you know, he's a first round pick for a reason out of uh, San Diego State. He's going to be very, very good once he gets those holes that the Eagles offensive line normally creates for their running back. So uh, I'm really excited to see what Rashad Penny can do. I actually think he's going to have a 1,000 yard season despite if he's either healthy or not. Uh, he's been so close with such a, you know, a small, uh, small p- uh, period of games anyways. So I wouldn't be surprised if he scratched off a thousand and 14 games to the Eagles as is, to be honest with you. I actually think that's how that's going to go. I, he's really the best runner that they have. Uh, I really like his talent. I really do. Um, DeAndre Swift's definitely taking the glamour for all the, uh, what he's going to do out of the backfield receiving wise. But I, I'll tell you right now, Gamewell will get his contributions and then fantasy owners are going to scratch their heads when, you know, maybe he gets the most usage in a game where the Eagles pass the most. And I wonder what's going on. What, what about Penny? What? Because I think, you know, to be honest with you, man, I wouldn't even start an Eagles running back at running back two this year in fantasy. I would want to have them in flex positional games mm-hmm. depending on matchups. Just that's just the truth how I feel because I think they're going to throw, they're going to have. That's the best thing about this running back group is defensive coordinators are going to be up at night wondering who are they going to throw at me? Well, who are they going to use the most? What are they going to do with these guys? And it's going to change on a game-to-game basis because that's how creative the Eagles are going to be. But uh, Rashad Penny, to me, is going to be the guy that's worth drafting. I'm glad the best ball is already showing that. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, grabbing him. And he's, he's fairly late right now when it comes to – I'm looking at the rankings right now. Um, he's running back. Let me see. Let me go find him real quick. Wasn't planning. Uh, he's, oh, he was in the low teens. Yeah. Um, 30, 27. 27. Wow. 27. He's going at pick number 150. Actually, no, I'm picking at pick 37. Uh, RB 37, pick number 115 overall. Wow. So, wow. I mean, get it, that's getting him in the yeah. 10th round. That's, yeah, that's, that's getting, but that's getting, getting, getting a running back there. So, yeah, that's why I've been grabbing him a little bit late. I, I like him. I like Swift. I want to see them commit to the, to the pass a little bit more, uh, kind of get some of those easy, easy hits and, you know, uh, you know, kind of the, the like you, you talked about the dump offs a little bit. Um, some of those, I think, you know, save save one or two runs that that uh that Jalen Hurts would otherwise be doing and just uh go go with him from there so and that's really what it seems like the shit is going to be going to Brian Johnson because I think that's the one critique I would have of St. Sledge and many Eagles fans and uh uh reporters alike would as well as it was all or nothing under Shane's offense and that's really you know even you see it in Los Angeles they're begging for that back after Joe Lombardi they're begging for something like that back so I'm not always going to say the grass is always greener on the other side, but I think for Jalen Hurts' skill set in comparison to Justin Herbert's, I'd rather have a guy that doesn't, you know, there's take the smart play. You know, you're going to live another down because Jalen Hurts has, has dual threat ability. So with the all or nothing, with the screen, 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 deep pass, really under Shane, uh, that's going to be so different under Shane, uh, under Brian Johnson now. There, it's okay to throw it to the flat. It's okay to throw it to the safe option. Our emergency out on the running back. So uh, I think that's going to be the major difference. And I think you're going to see in Jalen Hurts' game, then he gets more comfortable. And if he's more comfortable passing, then all he's going to do is improve. Oh, love it. Love it. Well, let's talk about the passing game right now. So we got uh, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, 
they were one of the teams that had two wide receivers among the top 20. And so, I mean, just phenomenal players. I was, I was actually touting Devonta Smith there the back half of the season. I mean, like he was a wide receiver one because it seemed like every week he got at least eight targets which A.J. Brown couldn't always say, uh, but he was just a consistent, consistent force in that, in that lineup. And that, and I mean, it, it, I mean, with the talk of the, the, the Eagles possibly passing some more, could we even be seeing better? You know, I mean, it's hard to expect, you know, A.J. Brown was pushing 1500 yards. Devonta Smith was well over a thousand yards, but could we be th- talking about like equal or possibly even better seasons this year? I think for Devontae, at least, yes, because mm-hmm. as you see, like you're alluding to the shift at the end of the season. That was only his second year. Yeah. I mean, there, the, the, there's really the sky is the limit for him. And, and honestly, it seems like a hot take to people, but he's the Eagles best wide receiver and they know it and they know it. And with his contract extension that's looming ahead, they kind of want to maximize as much as they can to prove themselves that, hey, this is the guy we need to invest another hundred million to just like we did with A.J. Brown. So I really think they're gonna the usage of Devontae is gonna go up higher this year. I think AJ Brown's gonna compliment him. And and it's still gonna be a high usage role. You're still looking at two wide receivers that are gonna be in the top 20 for fantasy finishes no matter what. But I really think Devontae is the guy you're gonna be saying, Whoa, where did these 100 receptions come from? Where did these 10 touchdowns come from? Because that's what you start seeing from him, because he's so elusive and he's so crafty in his route running. It's just it's a it's a cheat code, it seems like. He really you know, if Marvin, Marvin I, I say this all the time, and I'm going to say it again, and people are going to think I'm overreacting, but I'm really not. If Marvin Harrison Jr. didn't exist, it'd be Devontae Smith. I'm telling you, it, that really is him. Ooh, wow. I, I'm very high on Devontae Smith. He, I really do believe he's the Eagles' best wide receiver. No disrespect to Adrian Brown, because Adrian Brown is a phenomenal, phenomenal football player. But the best is yet to come from Devontae Smith. We've barely seen it. The guy just came out of his second year and did what he did last year. I mean, uh, and he's a Heisman Trophy win- winning wide receiver for a reason. So this we just we haven't even seen as we we might all right we're close to seeing Jalen Hurts' ceiling. I'll tell you right now, we're very close. We're not close at all to seeing Devontae's. Not. Ooh, wow, that's that that's phenomenal, and that's with AJ Brown yeah. still having still being phenomenal, and yeah. and that that to me is the is the great part of this offense. And and we talked about it a little bit about this offline. It seemed like whenever the the Eagles. The whenever it was easy to prescribe what the or 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 uncover what the weakness was in the other team's off defense, they were able to do that. So if they exploit they exploited a, t- a tough run defense and they just smash it down their throats. And when it was when they w- had weak DBs and, and you knew that both these guys were going to get ten targets and that they were going to have big days, that they could both have big days. I had plenty of time. I had a, a couple times. I had a DFS lineup that had Jalen Hurts as a quarterback. Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. And I cashed a little money last year with that. <laughs> so I'm telling you, I mean, you know, Tyreek and Waddle, honestly, in my opinion, are the best wide receiver duo. It is, it is Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. And Jamar Chase and and T. Higgins are phenomenal as well, too. You know, there's a reason why they always get debated between these three groups of who has the best duo. But I'll tell you what, AJ Brown and Monte Devontae Smith are so different compared to what those guys are. Like Tyreek and Jalen are so similar. Jamar and T are so similar to me. AJ and Devontae are so different that it's so hard to stop either one of them because you're the corner on the left has to play a completely different style than the corner on the right does when you're going up against him. And that is what really makes them so different and so hard to stop is because you're doing something completely different 
than the other corners doing just to stop them. And it's really hard for defenses to do. And that's why they didn't achieve it last year. And I really don't believe they will going further. This is really Anquan Bolden and Larry Fitzgerald all over again to me. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, you know, the, the, the third cog in, in the receiving game and, and, you know, it's, it's really just going to be these three that are, and plus that, you know, any, anything going off to the running backs who are going to be the fantasy viable pass catchers out of this one. Dallas Goddard, um, wasn't on the field all the time, but you know, he's still very much a tight end one, not the tight end one, but a tight end one. I should have, I should have written it there. So possibly, so top 10 tight end, but I, I just a great, a great target himself. What, uh, what, what are your expectations on him this year? I'm going to be honest with you, the Eagles really need to hold him to the fire this year and ask him to step up because the availability is your best ability. And it's just not, hasn't been happening for him. And when he's off the field, they really struggle to find that third option. And it's much easier to, you know, stop AJ Brown, Devonte Smith, when you get to hone in on those guys and, the Eagles just don't have the depth to have those guys to step up in the place. I know they got to choose from, uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. I just tried right there and I was sounding horrible from the Falcons, that wide receiver there. But again, I just don't think that's a, anything more than a wide receiver for Zach Pascal replacement. Uh, they really don't have any way that can really step up. So even at the backup tight end position, they don't. So they really need Dallas Goddard to really hone in on his talent this year because we can keep raving about it all we want, but we really need him on the field for that long, especially if he wants to become the best tight end in the NFL, which he keeps proclaiming that he is. Uh, I, I don't believe he's Kelsey. I don't believe he's Kittle, I, especially when you're not on the field. And especially you're not Mark Andrews. If you're not out there, bailing out your quarterback when he needs you to when the wide receivers aren't there. So that's my only my only pet peeve with Dallas Goddard because he is the talent. He has all the talent in the world. Everybody sees it on display. I, I haven't seen the tight end run screens as effectively as he has in my lifetime. I really believe that. So uh, the talent is completely there, Dallas Goddard. That's not me being negative at all, but he needs to stay on the field at consistent basis because when he's off the field, he hinders the offense a, a huge amount. And it's very noticeable, too. So that's the one guy I think the Eagles really say, hey, we didn't really step up this offseason and add that that other piece to the receiving that we need because we're going to try to get him with Quez Watkins. Uh, so far, we'll see how he does in training camp. If he disappoints us, maybe that's where we add that guy that uh, we usually do where we think we have a Super Bowl roster and we add that last piece to propel us like we did with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and Roland Darby, maybe 100 ref now. We'll see. But... They really need Dallas Goddard to stay on the field this year and be healthy and really hone in on it, being able to stay on the field this year because once he's off the field, it really it really limits what this passing attack can do. Oh man! Well, we talked about that. The, you know, beyond these three, that 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 that's all the passing. I want to talk about that old line. Uh, PFF rated it best. It was it was the best going into last season. They were phenomenal. Everybody's you know the 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 key pieces are back. Uh, I mean, how much is this the driving force behind that that uh, that offense's success and the whole team? I will, really, I will say this as a huge Isaac Samalu fan: there will be an adjustment period. And you'll be like, "What do you mean an adjustment period? This is the right guard position. They're bringing back four out of the five. It will be an adjustment period. You cannot cannot underestimate chemistry on the offensive line and how much it hinders once you don't have it, especially at one spot. It doesn't matter at all. It can break the whole entire line." And Lane Johnson's availability has been in question numerous times as well. So the, the right guard spot is really the most intriguing thing about that. Really, that's really the offseason tale for the Eagles when you're going into training camp is, is Cam Jurgens going to be the right guard, the guy who's never played guard other than center in his football career? Or is going to be a third-round pick rookie, Tyler Stein, who is supposedly the future at that spot no matter what? We'll find out. And it's going to take time for him to adjust and, you know, 
being be in line with the rest of the offensive line, so that chemistry to be intact. So I do think there will be an adjustment period. I don't think it's going to be noticeable from a fan standpoint because they're still going to be productive unit. Again, four out of the five is still going to get you. Uh, teams are teams are begging to have four out of the five set. So the fact that the Eagles even have that is puts them in number one in PFS rankings as as they were. And again, that's the driving force behind this team, no matter what. Uh, you really just can't stop this line. From a run blocking standpoint, it's going to be doing wonders for DeAndre Swift, who's looking to rejuvenate his career. Rashard Penny's looking to rejuvenate his career. Um, Jalen Hurts's, you know, ability to still keep scoring touchdowns and doing that touch post that you were talking about that they didn't mm-hmm. ban. That's that wins games for the Eagles. That literally alone wins games for the Eagles. And if your offensive line can be that dominant, or your quarterback can be that successful on quarterback sneaks enough for you to win games. Yeah, that's a unit that you could just tip your hat to because that's the, you know we we talked about the Hogs back with the when the Washington Redskins days. The the Eagles have it; they have the Hogs right in front of them because they literally are winning them games. They're winning them football games by themselves. It's incredible. Oh man! And shout out to my amiga and Maddie Kroll, who Jason Kelsey's her favorite player. So uh, we're talking about that unit. Great the, player the pick. Oh. And what a podcast too! The New Heights. Oh, I don't know if you listen to that show. Oh my God, it's phenomenal. They do They're a great, great job. Him and Travis. <laughs> They're great. They're phenomenal. Even, even, I mean, and they kept it going even with the, even during the Super Bowl when they're, you know, they're going oh, yeah. against each other. It was phenomenal. They're, they're and I, I mean, both great talkers. They're, they're going to have great, great careers after they're done. Oh, yeah. Their podcast. Yeah. They just took off. They're, they're, they're heading to the moon when they, even when their careers are done. <laughs> Um, so I want to talk about the other side of the ball, uh, real quick. What, uh, uh, you know, what do they look like against the run and against the pass? Man, I hate to say it, I really don't know because they have a whole new defense this year. They have, I mean, I know it's not players wise, but it, you know, there is some key personnel yeah. changes. And then the huge major factor here is Sean Dassey is not Jonathan Gannon as a play caller. They're polar opposites. You know, they may run, run similar systems, but if you go back to what Dassey was doing in Chicago and, you know, he's going to sprinkle in what he learned in Seattle too as well. The Eagles might be an approved team against the run. I don't know. I mean, they're asking a lot from Jordan Davis this year in year two, which, as they should, he was a first-round mm-hmm. pick. And that's really the guy that it starts with. They need him to be their Vita uh, Via. They need him to be that nose tackle that stops the run, or at least where it starts with him. So hopefully they're improved against the run this year, you hope, especially with all the additions and a healthy Jordan Davis who you need a bigger year two from. But uh, with this whole new system, I think it's going to be exciting. I think they're going to attack the quarterback way more than you saw with Jonathan Gannon's system where you relied on your front four and your your top defensive back secondary to hold it down. I think you're going to see a lot more pressure this year and a lot more blitzing for the Eagles, uh, especially with, you know, they added Nolan Smith in the first round. I thought that was such an intriguing pick because a lot of people are thinking, you know, he's undersized. He, he's not going to last in the NFL. He's not going to fit this way. But the Eagles are telling him to become in their beat Swift Swiss Army knife. They're not saying, hey, come take Josh Sweat's job. No, they're not saying take Hassan Reddick's job. No, not at all. They're not even saying take Brandon Graham's job. They're saying we're going to sprinkle you in and you're going to go after the quarterback and be our sack specialist. And I think doing that with instead of doing that with Ryan Kerrigan and doing that with, you know, these older defense, Robert Quinn, doing that with a fresh guy coming out of a championship SEC team and Nolan Smith, I, I think that's going to be huge for them this year. I think they're going to be just an attacking style of defense that instead of trying to hope that, hey, we have a great cornerback duo. Probably the best in the league, honestly. And we have a really great front seven. Let's just rely on that talent alone and play it here from there. Like what they were doing from John the Gannon. I think they're going to say, well, let's just go after it. Let's take those risks. Let's send those guys on the blitz. 
So I think this team is going to be so more, I mean, this defense is going to be so more fierce and competitive and in your face after the quarterback. Uh, and these mirror stunts, you know, these mirror, and for mm-hmm. the fans that don't know what that means, I saw so much film of Robert Quinn and Cleo Mack rushing from the same side that excited the hell out of me. Because if you get Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick, not even Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick, maybe even Brandon Graham and Hassan Reddick, or, or Nolan Smith and Hassan Reddick, on the same side rushing the quarterback, you're getting him nine times out of ten, 100% with those guys and their talent. So I'm very excited to see what this defense does, but I think they're going to be in your face, down your throat, and a bunch of blitzing this year instead of relying on the talent that they had. Oh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Oh, mi amigo. Uh, I can't I can't believe it's th- it's almost three months till the start of the season because uh, I'm fired I'm up. I'm ready for no. it now. I'm ready for you, it now. And you're shouting out YouTube. I want to give YouTube a shout out too. Thank God they got a Sunday ticket. Thank God. Oh, man, oh my God. Fun. Oh, you hear that, you hear that sigh of relief he just had, ladies and gentlemen? That's a sigh of relief, a guy that's not paying for direct TV anymore. I'll tell you right now. Thank God. I'm so excited. And, you know, I travel all the time. I'm in Florida, I'm in Pennsylvania, I'm in everywhere. Just the fact that I could sit down and watch it anywhere I need to without paying out, out the butt pretty much is so great. So shout out to YouTube for getting Sunday ticket. I'm so excited for that. No, it's awesome. So uh, over under, I, I believe I saw the, the over under on wins is nine and a half uh, on Bet MGM. I, that seems low to me. I, you know, the Super Bowl loser always goes through that hurdle. And the Eagles will. 100% they will. They will have that Super Bowl loss hangover and it will hit them hard. And people are going to be like, what's going on? Are the Eagles the same? And then when it matters after Thanksgiving, when they really start to heat it up and look like that team that we thought they were, you're looking at an 11, 12 win team. And, you know, I, I really think 11 wins is really their ceiling this year. And I, because again, I, I'm a firm believer in the Super Bowl hangover. And I think they're going to hit hard with it, and especially with all the factors we talked about. They have new play callers. You know, Nick Sirianni is still going to be Nick Sirianni, but Nick Sirianni is the coach that sits back and lets and coaches. You know, he doesn't yeah, call plays. Yeah, he's a CEO. So uh, they're going to go through this hangover period and people are going to bash the Eagles. The fans are going to wonder what's going on. The media is going to say, are the Eagles the same? Is this the same team? Did they pay Hurts too soon? You're going to laugh at all those headlines after Thanksgiving because they're going to be back to where they were supposed to be with that talent because they're going to get used to it. They're going to have cohesion. They're going to get used to what their play callers are calling. They're going to have chemistry where they didn't have chemistry before. Uh, the, the safety position is their weakest position right now. That position should be settled in by then. So, We'll really see how it looks, but I think I can understand why they put nine because of those reasons. And those are huge factors. And they have the number one schedule. Uh, they have a yeah. very tough schedule this year. Uh, they didn't have the toughest schedule last year. It wasn't the easiest, as some people would say. I don't know where they're getting that information from. It was middle of the pack. But they have the toughest schedule this year. So it's not going to be as easy as they made it look last year, especially with another year of film on these guys. People are going to know how to throw things at Jalen Hurts more so than they did last year. They're going to know how to cover uh, or at least attack A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith more so than they did last year, especially if Dallas Goddard goes down again. So they will have their mental hurdles. They will have their their roadblocks, but the talent will overcome at the end of the day because this is, again, by far, I think the top three team in the NFL on paper, talent-wise, and I'm not trying to be biased. I believe this is truly how I feel. They're right up there with the Chiefs. They still are. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Really deep, really deep. I mean, the NFC is going. The NFC East is going to be no joke. Uh, it really won't. It really everybody's going to be good. I mean, the Giants I mean, are really. I think the Giants. You know, the Eagles did sweep them last year, but they have the right guys in place. When you have the right guys in place, the foundation just seems to blossom over time and it ends up being productive. And I think that's what's going to happen in New York. So 
Uh, I think actually the team that's reverted in the NFC East, that's going to take a little bit of a, a, a tumble. I think is just because I don't think they have the right guys in place is Dallas. I think Mike McCarthy, they, I look, I, I think they still make the playoffs. I'm not trying to, to hate on the Cowboys or sound like a typical Eagles fan, but something doesn't, it's just not right there for, to, for them to fall on their fleet, their face each time at the end of the divisional mm. rounds, these final drives, something's not right there. That means somebody's not on the, the, the same page and they they're blaming Kellen Moore for it and they're making him the scapegoat. And they're saying that's the reason. That's not the reason. I know. I just don't believe that's the reason. I think they're actually going to take a loss from losing Kellen Hurts, uh, Kellen Moore. So I just look at the Giants and I'm like, they're making all the right moves. I think they're the team that leaps to the Cowboys finally. Uh, I, they have all the right guys in place and Brian Dabble's a great coach. That's the guy who I wanted mm-hmm. to coach the Eagles before Nick Sirianni. So uh, they have the right guys in place and they're, they continue to improve and they believe in Daniel Jones regardless of what anybody could think about him. They have a good team, and they improved the wide receiver room. So I, I'm actually keeping an eye on the Giants this year. I think they have a great defense, and I think that's going to really propel them this year. And I think they're the team that overtakes Dallas. Ooh, outstanding. Caliente takes, Familia, right here, right here. <laughs> All right, well, we're rounding third red headed for home. Quick, uh, any new fantasy football, uh, any new uh, Mexican food takes for you? Stole my shrimp tacos, my boy. I still oh, yes. love my shrimp tacos. I still love my shrimp tacos. You know, know, uh there's this new restaurant opened up by me. Uh, I don't know. If, Salsa Verde. I don't know if you ever heard of it. I, I need to try them out though. I need to try. They, they look, they always pack too. Always pack. So I need to try them time. out and I'll, I'll eat there and then I'll let you know if I found anything new. Awesome. 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 Oh, thank you. Thank you. Mi amigo, what, what, uh, let's close up shop. Uh, what you got coming up? So uh, Asante Samuel has had Brandon Marshall on his latest, the heart of the, heart of the interception show that I, I produce and, um, it was getting to know the human side of the athlete that I think most fans, and the reason I'm sure shouting this out is really has nothing to do with me. You know, I don't benefit from this other than from a production standpoint. I want people to hear this because I think if you remember Brandon Marshall, the wide receiver, uh, Broncos, Jets, multiple teams, Dolphins, if you remember him fondly, you you remember the off the field stuff and he was always in the headlines for the for the negative attention but there's so much more than meets the eye with that man and there was so much more behind the scenes that the typical person did not was not privy to uh so if you really want to know the human side of the athlete the art of the interception on youtube uh go check it out it's by asante samuel former all pro super bowl winning cornerback uh honestly one of the best defensive players of my lifetime i thought so go check it out because you i i do i I, I know athletes are humans, but I think we lose sight of that sometimes because we put them in this class because we see how much money they're making and how much they don't have the struggles that we have is what we think is what we put in our heads. And that's just not the case. And so the art of the interception, Brandon Marshall was just on there. Great episode. Go check it out. If you have any free time, you really would like to see the human side of the NFL athlete. Awesome, brother. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. And yes, please. Thank you. Of course. Absolutely. Oh. I love talking to you, man. I love talking football with you. He won't say it, but I will. I mean, we'll talk on the DMs on, on Twitter, even during <laughs> the season, and just say, oh, I can't believe this is working out. And he'll tell me I'm like, one of my takes were right that we're on the show. And I'm like, man, I love this guy. I love this guy. <laughs> Great talking yeah. to football with you, as always. 
Hey, I, I'm one of those ones that I'm one of the people who like, Hey, I, I celebrate, I, I want to help people celebrate their wins. Cause, uh, you know, they're, they're not, they're, they're not that easy to come by. So, oh man. So I, I can't thank Connors enough for being on with us. Familia, thank you for joining us. Uh, also make sure you're giving us a like and subscribe on YouTube, por favor, make sure you're doing that. And also, you know, our amigos over at underdog fantasy, use that promo code familia 23 get matched up to your first hundred dollars play best ball you're going to play best ball all the way up to the 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 kickoff in, you know in september so the first kickoff you could keep drafting now all the way until then so keep going underdog fantasy also you can find me at jorge martin 17 connor where do we find you on twitter at slant miles right there right there as you, as you see it at, at snipe miles on twitter so uh please make sure to give him give him a like and subscribe and i give, give give him a follow he's he's a great follow on on twitter and uh yeah we've got plenty of stuff coming up on familyfb.com and more stuff coming on that this nfl insider series if you want to listen to us on audio apple google spotify thank you very much to our amigos at at, at spotify for podcasters for putting us out there so again Thank you, everybody. Thank you to uh, Connor. And remember, todos somos familia. Salud.